Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. Your fightings are in a playoff spot once again, as they weren't for a little bit there, but they are firmly back in the second wild card spot just ahead of the Cincinnati Reds, where they have played more games. They've played... Well, like two more games. They technically have more wins. Um, but the Phils uh, have a better run differential. Uh, I, I think that helps. And uh, they are in now second, the second spot for the wild card. And obviously, we have to feel good about that. But also, two months to go here. And as we've seen um, since the season started, obviously, we see this every year. You know, teams fluctuate in that wild card spot. Teams fluctuate. So that's a thing, but it feels absolutely incredible for the Phils uh, right now to be in that wild card spot. And it feels even more incredible to take two of three from one of the best teams in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball in the Baltimore Orioles. And they have just been um, really hot, especially over the last you know month or two. The Orioles have just been uh, super hot. So for the Phils to take two of three from a team like that, uh, I just think speaks to uh, the type of team they are right now and the type of uh, team that they are going to be going forward for the rest of the year. And I think where you see them right now in this second wild card spot, they're, they're going to have a wild card spot um, going into the playoffs. But again, we still have, you know, uh, two months and uh, a, a little bit uh, more baseball to go. So, well, we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But right now, just feels awesome to to take two of three from a team like Baltimore and the way they did it, right? And we're gonna get into it uh, with my series takeaways, but just the way they did it in Game Two and last night. So let's get into last night. And again, uh, you know, like I normally, it's a, it's a normal show, but we are gonna get into uh, instead of around the league, we'll get into around the league with a little bit of trade talk because there were some trades. Uh, that happened uh, yesterday and last night, and some big news regarding um, potentially the biggest uh, was going to be the biggest rental in the history of sports um, if he were to be traded. But he has been tra- taken off the trademark. You probably know what I'm talking about, so we're going to get to that. But let's get with the recap of last night: it was Ranger Suarez for the Phils, Kyle Bradish for uh, the O's, and Trey Turner had the night off. But d- definitely interesting to note that. Um, that broke on the morning show yesterday. Rob Thompson uh, broke it uh, to the morning show yesterday morning uh, that Trey Turner was going to get the night off. Um, you know, Trey said he didn't want the night off, but Topper said, well, we're giving it to you. Um, and so Trey 
much needed night off, especially after that game where he has a couple of errors and it was not good at the plate. I mean, he hasn't been good at the plate all year and his defensive, uh, you know, him defensively also has not been the best. Um, so, but, uh, so let's get the key moments. Uh, top of the third, Adley Rushman would hit an absolute bomb off of Ranger Suarez for a three run homer. Uh, out to left field, and that would be 3 nothing Baltimore very early on in the third inning. But later, in the top, in the uh, bottom half of that inning, um, Phils would get on the board right back and uh, would would uh, make this one close already. Uh, Jake Cave with the RBI double there to uh, bring home Brandon Marsh uh, to cut it to 3-1. to one. And then later in the inning, Nick Castellanos uh, would bring Jake Cave home with an RBI single and it would be three to two uh, Orioles. And then just an inning later, bottom of the fourth, JT Romuto, who has not been so great this year, especially at the plate and with runners in scoring position, uh, would bring home uh, two big RBIs uh, with a double and bring home uh, Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott. They would both score, and the Phils would take the lead four to three. And then top of the sixth, not a scoring play, but technically it was because Jake Cave takes away a run with one of the catches of the year, uh, at least for the Phils this year. Jake Cave made an incredible catch uh, on Ramon Urias. And there was a runner on second, too, by the way. This is why I'm talking about saving a run. Uh, Jake Cave goes back to the warning track, um, leaps up at the wall, doesn't take away a home run, but uh, he, he makes a, a leaping catch. And uh, his body goes into the wall, and uh, yeah, the catch was the catch was insane. And Cave, right after he was uh, done making that catch, was was like yelling at the crowd. He was excited. Everyone was excited. And I was there last night. Obviously, we want to uh, mention that I was there with um, uh, John Johnson, Mike Angelina, Bill Matz, Dan Wilson. We're all there hanging out with uh, some WIP callers. It was really cool. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this in a little bit after this these uh, key moments recap. It was really cool to meet um, so many of you last night. Um, but J.K. makes that incredible catch, saves a run, man, saves. But an inning later, top of the seventh, Austin Hayes uh, with an RBI single, and that would bring home James McCann. I forgot James McCann was still even in the league, uh, but he's with Baltimore. That would tie it up at four. Bottom of the seventh. I mean. Clean pimp job and Mundo Sosa with an opposite field bomb makes it five to four fills. And the fills really wouldn't look back from there. Uh, later in that inning, Bryce Harper with an RBI single would bring home Kyle Schwarber. It would score from second, six to four fills. And then top of the ninth, uh, Gregory Soto comes in because Craig Kimbrell, um, he pitched the eighth, didn't pitch the ninth for some reason, whatever they, but it worked. Bringing Kimbrell in the eighth, um, he gets the job done. Soto comes in. Um, he would get Jorge Mateo to strike out and end the game, and it would be a 6-4 win for your fightings. So, big win, man. And let's just get right into the game takeaways, and then we'll get some um, some notes and then series takeaways. Um, I mean, my first takeaway is the way they won. The way they won, uh, uh, you know, Ranger, you know, gave you a chance to win. Um, you know, uh he didn't have his best outing, but really besides like the, the Adley home run, it wasn't, you know, all that terrible. And he went into the seventh and he gives up that double and technically that runs earned to him. Um, that's Sir Anthony. And we'll mention Sir Anthony a second, um, that Sir Anthony would give up, but like Rangers still gave you a chance to win, you know, being your, your third or fourth starter there, 
yes, it looks bad for on runs, but really, like, you know, you can split up that, that last run, like, in a half a run for <laughs> Sir Anthony and Ranger. So um, the way they won with Ranger, giving him a chance to win, and then, um, you know, them being down early, and then, uh, you know, it being a tie ball game late, and then, you know, winning late. Like, that's what that's what been the theme of this team, obviously, lately, especially the way they won game two. Like, that's been really important for this team to, uh, you know, winning the way they're winning, especially, like I said, and I know, you know, even bad teams be- will beat good teams. I mean, the, the uh, you know, I, I know it's the, the, the Pirates, you know, it's the Pirates and the Padres haven't been good, but the Pirates beat the Padres. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Padres make the playoffs at the end of the year. Who knows? But in general, you get you get it. Like teams, you know, bad teams beat up on good good teams. It, it happens in a 162-game season. But for the the way the Phils won, and we know this Phils team is a good team. This, kid, this team can get back to the World Series, man. I, I truly believe that. And for them to uh, take two of three the way they took it from Baltimore um, last night, just to end that series, you know, it's the rubber match. Like you, you go in one, one and uh, you know, for them to, to, to take that game the way they did late in the game where Sosa hits that home run and Bryce comes through um, late in the game and um, Kimberl and Soto to shut the, shut the door. I, you know, again, I think it's important for the bullpen to be uh, just super, super solid at the least down the stretch. So the way they win this game, I just think is super important. Um, and like I'd mentioned, my next takeaway, I'd mentioned, uh, the offense, the offense was, uh, I mean, they, they got, again, they got the hits when it mattered. JT with the RBI double Bryce with the RBI single, uh, Edmundo with the, uh, with the Homer when it was tied at four late in the game in that, uh, in that seventh inning, I thought it was really important four for nine with runners in scoring position really. Um, and that, you know, they haven't been great with runners in scoring position this year. And you've, if you've, uh, listen to me throughout the year uh, on this podcast, like I've mentioned a million times, because it's important. Because it's important for teams to come through, uh, you know, when it matters. So four for nine with runners in scoring position, and um, another thing to note with the offense: everybody in the lineup got a hit. Yeah, Schwarber didn't get hit; he still walked. So it's it's nice to see, you know, everyone literally everyone go one for four, or one for three, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's important to uh, it's it's nice to see on the score sheet afterwards that you know everyone contributed, everyone in some facet contributed. Now, yes, JT only had one hit, and we're looking for JT to get hot. But JT had the uh, you know had the two RBI double, even though it was you know way back in the fourth inning. You know proved uh, proved to to be a crucial part of the game um, for the Phils could get you know take every run you can guess but you know when you score six runs six runs and everybody's hitting like I, I think it's really important uh, to, to to you know to have that offense uh do what they did especially against you know team like Baltimore Bradish has been good so uh important for me important and the last thing and I already mentioned this Ranger giving you a chance to win and I had mentioned this with like with the way they won but it kind of just tie all, all the offense and Ranger you know giving you a chance to uh, to win this way, I think ties in, you know, perfectly to the way they won. Like, I think just all, it's a nice, uh, a nice bow or whatever you want to call it to, whatever. I apparently, I don't, I don't like wrapping Christmas presents. So the, the, apparently that I don't know what I'm talking about, but you get it. You get it. All right. This wraps together. There it is. So Ranger gives you a chance to win or look Rangers are three or four. You don't, he doesn't need to 
give you, you know, you're not looking for him to go out there and give you a Wheeler or a Nola type of start, an ace type of start, but it's perfect. I mean, that's what you it's what you want from your, your three or four starters is to have those good starts, but also to just give you a chance to win, and Ranger did that, and the offense came through. You know, sometimes you, you know, the pitching's been good. So Ranger gives you a chance to win. Other notes um, from this game that I didn't want to leave out, Sir Anthony. Um, he did give up that run, but besides that, two strikeouts. And, uh, you know, I thought he looked good. Vila was good, and um, uh, I, I just thought that Sir Anthony, um, you know, it's good good to see that from Sir Anthony come back, even though he did give up that one run. Um, so, you know, but, again, you split up that run between Sir Anthony and Ranger. So gives up that run, but it's good to see Sir Anthony back. I think it means a lot to the depth of this team, and if he can, if he can be good in the second half here, I think that would be important. And the other notes, no turn in the lineup. And... You know, I mentioned this already, um, but I think Trey being out of lineup is good. He's going to get two days off technically with the with the night off tonight before they head to Pittsburgh. Hopefully, this bodes well for him. I'm I'm not like super confident that this is going to you know uh, just automatically make Trey Turner uh, be Trey Turner again, who he was with L.A. and who he was with uh, Washington. I don't know if that's necessarily going to do anything, um, but I think no Turner in the lineup was the right move. I think we all know that. I think we can all agree with that. No Trey Turner in the lineup at all is the right move. But I even think coming back, I think he should be moved down in the lineup. I still I still believe that. I still do. I still believe. I know JT had his RBIs, a couple of RBIs last night. Move JT, move Turner down. I, I understand they have egos and they're, um, they're big-name players, but, like, got to do what's best for the team sometimes, especially when they haven't shown it all year. And if Turner and Real Muto – were to get hot, move them up in the lineup. Duh. Sometimes guys got to, I don't know, man. I know it's not that easy, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So no turn in the lineup, but I think it'll be, I don't think it'll, I think it'll bode well. All right. Um, or we'll, we'll see. I don't know if it'll bode well, but I mean, it was the right move. Uh, series takeaways. Taking two of three from one of the best teams in baseball. And I already mentioned this, but taking two of three from one of the best teams in major league baseball, I think it's important, especially, uh, you know, this late in the season, uh, we're not this late in the season, but you know, getting there where we're, it feels like the games are mattering more, especially at, you know, down the stretch here. So taking two of three from Baltimore, um, important, uh, second takeaway resiliency, the way this, you know, the, the way this team won, won game two and three, you know, especially after losing the first game, you can look at it that way, lose the first game, the second game they're down. I really felt like that game was over. Um, you know, in the second game, especially after the, I forget who came in in the ninth inning. It was the um, wasn't Bautista. Who's their other really good reliever? Um, it's not coming to me right now. But regardless, uh, whoever came in in that ninth inning, whoever else was there, it's gonna bother the heck out of me. Is it uh, oh my god, it's not Bautista. Yanir Cano, Yanir Cano, right? So Cano comes in, and I'm like, okay, he's gonna shut the door, and the Phils didn't. No, boom, stop. Harper, they all came through and they won that game, and that was a big win. And then for them to to win the game that like they did last night, it's not the same as the way they won game two, but it's it, it, they were still resilient, still still the way they were able to uh, to uh, you know finish that game late, uh, I thought was really important. So resiliency, second takeaway from this series, and another one like I mentioned the runners in scoring position from last night. Also, like, 8-for-16 run scoring position, like, over the last two games. 4-for-7 in the game two and 4-for-9 uh, 
last night. That's great. 500 with runners in scoring position in this series. Uh, the last couple of, or you know, this last couple of nights, not in the series, but the last couple of nights. Love to see it. Love to see it. Get those, get the guys that you're supposed to get into the lineup. Uh, th- like in the in the right spots in the lineup. I I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I I really want to see. I like Stott hitting fifth last night. I like that. But you know, uh, uh, what did Stott hit second? No, no, Scott Scott hit. Stott hit. Uh, I'm trying to look at it right now. Um, Wednesday. Where are you? Um. But you get it. I, I want Stott in the middle of that lineup. I want Bowman in that middle of that lineup. I want Castellanos um, where he's really been all year. But I want these guys in the middle of the lineup uh, to to be there. Um, and Bowman hit, Bowman hit clean up last night. And Stott hit, hit fifth. Um, I still want Harper moved to second. I want Castellanos third. Like, I'm sorry. That's where I want them. And Marsh hit seventh. Put, put him in front of JT. No, it's not that easy. But do it. So, last takeaway uh, from these series, uh, would be pitching, giving them a chance to win. Like Sanchez had his best start of the year. Taiwan Walker, uh, gave him a chance to win. And Ranger Suarez last night gave you a chance to, to win these baseball games. I think that's really, really, really important. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, especially it's, it seems like you're getting your better starts from, from the bottom half of the rotation, which is crazy, which hopefully, 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 hopefully. I mean, imagine if like Nola and Wheeler are able to give you, uh, you know, great starts down the stretch, and if Sanchez, Walker, and Suarez are, can can continue to do what they do. I know it's not going to be that easy, and um, things can change, and things can change in a heartbeat. But um, just imagine that. Imagine if Nola and Wheeler are great along with the other three. Had that? Had they been good? Um, so that would be that would be awesome. But I'm just dreaming. I'm just dreaming right now. Um, so let's preview the next game and series. So you get the night off tonight, and then you're headed up to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's uh, 45 and 57. They're coming off um, winning two of three against uh, the Padres, and the Padres are desperately trying to fight um, for their playoff lives. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at the deadline to San Diego. Um, they're six and a half out of a wild card spot right now. Um, but Pirates beat. Padres take two of three, and Pirates are last in NL Central. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, they they had a great start to the year, but it happens to teams. I feel like you get these these teams either once a year or once every couple of years that are you think are going to be not that great, but have a great start. It's like, oh my god, are they better than we thought? And it's like, no, 45 and 57. They have not been great since that great start. They've been terrible. Um, so Friday you'll get Zach Wheeler versus Osvaldo Bido. Uh, Saturday, you'll get a popcorn matchup on the mound, even though Mitch Keller hasn't been great lately. Um, but you'll get Nola versus Mitch Keller. That'll be uh, looking forward to, to watching that. And Sunday, you'll get Christopher Sanchez and Quinn Priester uh, to round out the series. So looking for the Phils to take two of three, if not sweep, this point in the, point in the year. I mean, yes, a sweep. We, we want a sweep, but two of three. Two of three. Um, some other uh, some news and notes before we get to some trade talk around the league just to end the show. Jose Alvarado, uh, you know, dealing with that left elbow inflammation. He played catch yesterday from 120 feet. Uh, so his next, next, uh, I guess, uh, thing he has to do, he could throw off a mound this weekend in Pittsburgh. So steps. So we're, we're almost, I mean, I, I guess we're almost there. I don't even, it's, it still says his timeline, at least on phillies.com, uh, his, his 
uh, time to return is still to be determined. So we'll see. And then Noah's song is an interesting one because uh, he's not been good in his rehab starts. He's really been inconsistent. Um, so last night, uh, he in his uh, um, final rehab appearance um, before the, the Phils got to decide what they're going to do with him, um, he allowed three hits, five runs, three walks, one homer, struck out two, and one in the third inning. So not 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 good. Um, with Triple uh, A Lehigh Valley last night, um, yeah, I I mean it doesn't sound like this is what Dombrowski said. So basically, I mean, you know, he has to be added to the roster no later than let's say twenty seven tomorrow. So tomorrow, um, if not, he's placed some outright outright waivers. Um, and this is a quote from Dombrowski. He says, "I don't. I, I would say." We don't have any expectations at this point. Um, he's a consideration for roster spot, but I don't know where that's going to take us yet. I think it's very dependent on how he throws over the next 10-day period. He's been throwing good. He didn't throw quite as well yesterday, but a couple of times at the lower level, he threw the ball very well. So we'll wait and see. It doesn't sound like, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to, so I mean, they have to call him to the majors. I mean, he hasn't been good. So like, I, I don't, uh, I think he'll be placing that right waivers. Um, it's a nice story. The Noah song thing was a very nice story. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great story. Uh, you know, being a baseball fan, being a Phillies fan, it's a great story. But uh, it's not gonna not gonna have that happy ending that we want in Philadelphia. I don't I think he'll be placed on outright waivers unless he was like throwing really well. But I don't think it's gonna happen. So let's uh, just before we get you out of here, let's look at some trade news around the league. The biggest one is a trade that didn't happen and it's not going to happen. So the Angels came out and said. We're not trading Shoya Otani. We're taking him off the trade market. And I'm not like, so I'm not surprised at the decision. Actually, I felt like he was not going to be traded. I felt, I felt like the Angels owner was too, uh, was too, I mean, he'd come out and said he didn't want to be the owner that wanted to trade Otani. He wasn't ruling it out, but he's like, I really don't want to be that guy that that's going to have to trade Shoya Otani. And they did it earlier than expected. They did it. I mean, we still have, you know, four to five days to go here uh, before the deadline. It's what, August 1st, right? So what, four days, four or five days. So I, I predicted that they weren't going to trade him. I, I thought the, I mean, I thought the right thing to do was trade him. but look, they're not going to trade him. Otani will not go to another team and the angels are making a playoff push. Now they are, uh, I mean, with that actual trade that happened last night, Lucas Giolito, and uh, Ronaldo Lopez, Reynaldo, I think that's how you say it, Reynaldo Lopez, um, is going to the is going to the to going to the Angels. So there you have it. I mean, the Angels are gonna are making their playoff push, and they they came out last night or yesterday and said, yeah, we're gonna we're making a playoff push. And I mean, they did by making this deal for Giolito. I thought maybe like a Dodgers or somebody else would maybe make a play for Giolito, team that needed pitching, but. Angels are going for it, man. Angels are going for it. Uh, even with, I don't even know when Trout's, is Trout, he's not done for the year. I don't even, I forget. Um, but Otani, off the trade market, Giolito goes to the Angels. Um, and yeah, so there you have it. The Angels are going for it. Then a couple of trades last night. And they're also, I think, I think they're in- interested in uh, Heimer Candelario. I think they are. I think, uh, let me see. Heimer Candelario, I just saw it. 
Heimer, Candelario. I just want to check real quick because I think the Angels had interest. Yeah, Angels have interest in Heimer, Candelario there too. So they're 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 going for their push, going for their push. And then Noah Syndergaard yesterday. This doesn't make any sense. I don't even know if how much sense it makes on both sides. I guess it makes a little more sense um, for the Dodgers because they're adding, trying to add depth at shortstop. I mean, they did with Kike and um, Ahmed Rosario goes from Cleveland uh, to. Um, to the the Dodgers, right? That's where Rosario went. Why am I forgetting all of a sudden? Um, so Rosario is going to the Dodgers, I believe, right? Yeah, the Gar- the Guardians are right, right. So yeah, right, of course, right. So because Syndergaard's with the Dodgers, yeah. I feel like Syndergaard's played for like five teams the last like five years. So I'm like forgetting which team he's played for. I'm thinking he's on the Angels still, but he wasn't. It was the Phillies last year in the second half. So look at me. Uh, so yeah, Syndergaard for Matt Rosario. I don't know how much sense that makes. Uh, for, for the for the Dodgers, uh, or for the for the Angels, <laughs> not the Angels, the freaking Guardians. My God, it, it's time to go. That's really all the trade news I got. So Rosario for Syndergaard there, um, and obviously they want Otani Giolito. So that's gonna do it for me. Um, it's definitely gonna do it for me. And um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Make sure you're staying tuned every day. We have content every day right now from multiple people right now. Nick Earnshaw. Uh, Dan Wilson and uh, yeah we, we we've got we've got content being churned out every single day so make sure you tune in Francisco Rojas it's gonna do it for me talk to you guys soon this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.